Hi, my name is David Siegler and welcome to my podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of Property Sourcing Profits. All you property sourcing profiteers out there, whether you're sourcing property for profit or just sourcing property for yourself, this is the podcast you need to be listening to. And uh, I've got something really interesting for you today. So um, uh, there's a really remarkable young lady, uh, Khadija Khalifa, who has been at Progressive now for a little while. Uh, but uh, I, I really came to know her on-screen presence before I get to, got to meet her personally. And uh, she was, of course, uh, a finalist in The Apprentice on BBC with Sir Alan Sugar and the crew uh, who gave her a hard time. And she did really, really well. Um, she, she got right to the end of the process, but she did not win. Ah. But that doesn't matter. So uh, we've been talking to each other uh, about sitting down and having a chat and a catch up and talking about property and sourcing property and making money from property and also about business because Khadija's uh, background is in business. She's got her own businesses. She learned so lot, so much talking to uh, Lord Sugar. So this episode is a conversation an interview that uh, Khadija and I did together and uh, there's some really interesting stuff in there. It's a little bit different from the norm. I hope you enjoy it. Hi Instagram, I'm here with the wonderful David Siegler, the don of deal packaging in hello. his own words. Uh, Facebook, hello, this is a very, very uh, close-up angle. I am resting you here so you're not going to get the full podcast episode today. I'm sorry. If you want to hear the rest, you will need to sign up to keep it well with Khadija and Property Sources Property sourcing property profits. sourcing profits. It's a tongue twister. Rolls off property, the tongue. <laughs> property sourcing <laughs> profits, and that's David Siegler's um, podcast. Okay, David, how are you? I'm marvellous, Khadija. I'm marvellous. So uh, I'm here, stripy shirty. I'm all striped up. He is because I've been speaking this morning, and uh, Khadija promised me. Uh, that we could get together and do something yeah. in this little room. This is, we've had so many laughs already. I just hope that they all come back out on here because <coughs> it was hilarious. Some of the things David's just been telling me are great. I mean, should we start with the fact that you're from Brighton? I am and from Brighton. And my mum's from Brighton. And I've got lots of family in Brighton. Wow. What was the story you were just telling me? Whether well, I, I, I asked to... if, you, if that was your mum <laughs> who was... In Sherryland, uh, Sherry's Dixieland Disco in 1974. I mean, I'll ask her. Because I was there in my loon pants. <laughs> I, I was cutting a bit of a dash with my flared trousers and stuff. Oh, David, you are literally the best. You're bringing me so much joy today. And to think you've got all of this energy when you've been speaking for how many hours? Uh, nine till two-ish. Oh, and it's been full on. It's been great. And I love nice. doing it. I mean, you know. It's a blessing, Khadija, because I'm in a privileged position where I can call this work yeah. and, uh, you know, it's not yeah. really work, is it? So it's an absolute blessing. I yeah. mean, progressive, progressive is a magical place because I would never have got the opportunity to do this. I know. I Honestly, I agree as well. Yeah. I mean, since The Apprentice, I came out and I downscaled all my businesses and I decided property is the way for me. 
and I came and worked with Rob at Progressive and now I'm like hold on it's not just property I'm loving podcasting I'm loving public speaking and actually I'm loving my businesses again so I'm bringing them back up again so it really is a great place to be here Fab can I ask you about The Apprentice because I watched I watched you on The Apprentice yeah well I didn't really know you very well at that point you know we, we sort of Noddy yeah. as we pass, but I know yeah. a little bit more. So Ooh, can I ask you? Look, my arm's slipping. Sorry, guys. I'm resting you. I'm holding up. Yeah. Your hand gets tired, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> um, <laughs> please. Um, so yeah, printed. I need to know about you know after the filming stops when all that yeah. goes on. Are you um, like a celebrity now? Do you get approached by? Premiership footballers and all that sort of thing to, to go, go on out. dates to yeah. be a wag. Yeah. Are you in that? Do you move in those circles? Did you have to audition for? Because one of my favourites is starting next week. I love The Apprentice. Yeah. But Love Island. Love back. Island. It's back. Yes. And I love a bit of Love Island. Yeah. So I might be 64, but inside I'm 24. Yeah. Well, Claude Littner, the wonderful Claude, he loves a bit of Love Island. If you follow him on Twitter, yeah. he'll be regularly tweeting. Who else loves Claude Littner's Love Island tweets? I love them. Um, okay. The answer is no. No, I mean, no, no celebrity status no. at all. And do you know what I think it is? I think I ruined it for myself. Sorry, Simon. I think I ruined it for myself when I post pictures of the kids all the time. Don't know if they want to be a stepdad just yet. Oh, I get that. So should, maybe I'll do a new Instagram, Khadija only. What did you say? You wanted your podcast to be called the Dave Life well, in the I, Eyes I, of Dave? Oh, <laughs> I'll, yeah, be, yeah. I'll be Khadija. Yeah. Khadija Khalifa, the No Kids Instagram page. Yes. That might that might help. That, well, that might help. I wanted to do the world according to Dave. Oh, the world, yeah. Yeah, it never really happened, though. No. No, I was given firm guidance from above. <laughs> deal packaging is what we're talking about, Dave. You do deal I package. mean, that that's a great transition, though, because deal packaging. So for those of you that don't know, uh, David Stiegler here at Progressive, he is the go-to man or the don of deal packaging, as he quite humbly refers to himself as... <laughs> Um, so, for those people that are on my Facebook and Instagram right now that don't know what deal packaging is, yes, can you tell us in layman's terms yes. what is deal packaging? Oh, it's fab, Khadija. You should all be doing it. You should all be doing it. <laughs> so, what it is, 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 it is the fastest way on the planet to get money into your property business. Those are not my words, by wow. the way. No, I heard Rob Moore say those words. <laughs> and uh, he said it on stage, and he's absolutely right. So, what it is... Instead of buying, if you haven't got deposits, you, if you haven't got any cash, if you're worried how to get started, mm. it's a fantastic way of doing it. Because what you do is you source properties for investors that want to buy. Yeah. Uh, and then the investor buys. So the investor produces all the money, all the deposits, all the mortgages, all the loans, whatever they need. Yeah. Uh, money for the refurb. Um, but you stand in the middle and you take a fee. So we're not estate oh. agents, but we're kind of in that way. Yeah. So the average fee in the United Kingdom today for any deal is £5,200. So that's oh. your starting point. So I'll just have a few of them, please. That would be great. What, you want to buy? Just, uh, no, I'll just oh, or you want to create sell them? them. Yeah, a couple of those a month. That'll be all right, wouldn't yeah, it? 15 a, grand a month. But but that's the story, isn't it? And there's so many people who have done it now. So there's, yeah. pe- there's people doing more than that. Month one, Wow. £24,900. I mean, that, really? Well, I mean, bless her, she, she's smart and yeah. she's busy, right? Yeah. So you've got to be busy. Yeah. You don't really have to be smart. You just have to do what we suggest yeah of course but people don't some people don't I, I don't get it because 
The other thing that you don't realise when you start out pa- deal packaging is we have to work in every strategy, mm. right? So we package service accommodation, we package commercial conversion, HMO, buy to that. Yeah. So it means we have to know, to serve our investors, make you sure they get a good deal, yeah. we need to know all that stuff. So are you going to learn it all day one? No, mm. you're not. But as you move forward, you pick it up. And if you've got access to people who do know how to do it. Yeah, yeah, hello. exactly. Lucky me. Yeah. Um, then... <laughs> It's a lot easier to do. So I love deal packaging, and it's really, if you're a beginner, then it's cool because it gets you started. Yeah. If you're more experienced but you've never done it before, it's even easier because you've already got contacts, you've already bought stuff, you've already know estate agents and investors and all yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so you just got to rekindle relationships. I mean, we've all rekindled the relationship or two yeah, over the yeah, years, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> some, some of us more than others. Um, and uh, that can go really well. Yeah. Or sometimes it doesn't. So I definitely, I mean, as an individual, and please, guys, if you've got any questions to ask to David about deal packaging and various property strategies, um, please do write in the comments and we can ask. But um, I, the reason that I messaged Rob after The Apprentice is actually because I've been part of the community for about four and a half years now. And um, other than buying my own property and having my cleaning business, clean serviced accommodation, I haven't grown a property portfolio, mm. which is really annoying because I went for a dinner with Jackie Tomes, Catherine Turner, mm. Tony Gargan and Rebecca Smith about two and a half years ago. And their property portfolios have grown enormously and I haven't. And okay, yes, I've been on The Apprentice, so great. But I'm frustrated with myself a little bit because I really wish I'd push myself a bit more. So if I wanted to start with, say, deal packaging because um, I want to build up some money for deposits so that I could do some buy, refurbs, refinance, for instance, where would I go? How do I start that? Were you living where now? I live in Bourne, so about 20 minutes, 25 minutes from here. From Peterborough? Yeah. So you need to find somewhere that will serve you in terms of it cash flows. Okay. And you've got potential capital growth over time. Okay. Right? So you are blessed, Khadija. You Thank are. Because Peterborough. Yeah. Peterborough, and I'm working now with Progressive Let Sourcing. Yeah. 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 Um, really smart young mm. people over there mm. who do all the hard work. Right? Yeah. So I'm working with them at the moment. Peterborough's a fabulous oh, place to invest. You keep, <laughs> you keep chopping my head off, on. but I keep. That's all <laughs> right. I just keep talking. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, uh, Peterborough's great because there's so much going on in Peterborough. Uh, there's regeneration. When the fast train comes, and it will come. You can get to King's Cross in 37 minutes. Wow. I know. Now, you go 37 minutes the other side of King's Cross, Mm. and property prices are significantly different. I know. I lived in London for eight years. So, like, yeah, when we were looking at buying there, oh, my goodness. Mm. That's one of the reasons we moved back, actually. I know. My daughter's going through it now because she's getting married in August. She rang me up really upset. And I said, what's the matter? And she said, we're looking at houses. We we can't quite afford it, Dad. I'm going to have to go out to Zone 3. (laughs) <laughs> How heartbreak. I lived in zone five. Yeah, I, I used to live in zone five. Zone three. Be yeah. a first world problem. Isn't first, it? Yeah, that is such yeah. a first world problem. Yeah, um, okay, so we've spoken about Brighton. We spoke about uh, a bit about deal packaging. You've told me in layman's terms what I would need to do. Oh, no, you started. So I'm in Peterborough. Pre- Peterborough's a great place. What would I do next? No, it's about your network, isn't it? Yeah. Right. So you have access to people who can help you. Yeah. So for friends listening who don't have access, yeah. um, the best way you can do it is 
Put yourself out there. So if you if you want to package deals to get cash money to to go out and buy, is yeah. that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, pretty much. And I, I, I see it very often. So um, the five, ten, fifteen grand a month thing that mm. we spoke about at the beginning. Yeah. Yet you can spend that as your wages, your cash. Yeah. Right? I do that. That's nice. Yeah. It is nice. Uh, Mrs. S gets through it. I don't know where it goes. <laughs> very easily, I'm sure. I know. Um, <laughs> Or what you can do is you can start to build your war chest of deposits and you mm. can use the money to put into deposits to buy your own mm. properties for your legacy. Yeah. Right. So entry level today. Mm. Let's talk about today. Um, single lets in and around Peter. I'm going to say around Peter. So we might go out to Whiz Beach or different places yeah, for yeah. single lets. You can get in at around 85 grand. Wow. The... Um, Estate agent's going to tell you 90 to 100, mm. but I know because we're doing it. Yeah. 85 grand for a good solid single let, maybe three bed, um, family let, working people, well managed, mm. seven, six fifty, seven hundred pound a month yeah. rent. So, you know, we're pushing 10% yeah. yields there. Yeah. Right. We're not quite at 10% yield. Yeah. 10% yields, as a, we're in my deal packaging hat. Yeah. If we get close to a 10% yield, on a single let, we can sell that. There right. is an investor, a type of investor, yeah. called Mr. 10%. Ah. So they've got money in the building society earning what? Yeah. Pennies. Yeah. Right. I'm, I met an investor recently who was getting 0.1%. On his money? 400 grand. Wow. I know. And inflation is what? 2 3%, whatever. Mm. In my world, it's about 58% yeah. inflation. Um <laughs> So putting them into property, into an asset which is going to grow over time, no yeah. promises, but, yeah. you know, we suspect yeah. if we're in property, if we suspect by 2030, it's mm. going to be higher than it is in 2019, right? Amazing. And you can cash flow your way along mm. as well. So mm. it pays for itself. It washes its face, as yeah. we say in the property yeah. world. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I just threw it. <laughs> And um, the house, house started washing its face. It's a really weird drink. I haven't had one of them since the 1960s. Does that, does that make the yield higher? That's all I want to know. No, well, okay, so let's talk about making the yield higher. Yeah. Because what we then do, so that's single let. Yeah. But we can apply our education. So you recall I said deal packages have to know every strategy. Mm -hmm. So if we layer on what we know about HMOs, multi-lets. So yeah. if it... If the floor plan of the house permits it, you can rent the rooms individually, yeah. right? Then you can push that 9% yield up to the mid-teens. Yeah. 15, her eyes have actually lit up when she yeah. said that. So we're, so we're talking HMO strategies now. We're talking multi-lets, yeah. yeah. HMO, mm. uh, mini-mo, they're all the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Or... Yeah, my uh, eyes literally have lit up. They did light <laughs> up, yeah. Um, or service accommodation. I'm a big fan of serviced accommodation. I am. I went through a stage where I hated it, I'll be honest, as a cleaning business. And I was very honest with Kevin Paneskas when we had our chat. And I said, I used to hate SA hosts, I'll be honest. Hate is a strong word, but I very highly disliked them. Um, and actually, we've worked with some really great hosts for the last couple of years. So um, I love SA again. And I definitely, for me, I already have a cleaner business. I have linen companies I can use. I have the cleaning products. I now have hand wash and home mist and all the other things that you need for an SA. So for me, that's a good strategy to go into naturally. So yeah, I agree. SA is good. And that can push it even more, right? Because the amount per night that you can get compared to ordinary rent 
Do you agree? So I do, yeah, I do agree. No, I do agree. You <laughs> I don't look, know if I'm just talking. Yeah, I'm not the property professional here. No, but Katija, <laughs> you're on it. Um, you're absolutely right. So I don't do it by the night in my business. We did that, and then we oh. did two night stays minimum, and that didn't really... It's, they're not terribly profitable. Yeah. I like to get a week. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, so uh, we work with contractors, with long-term... I don't get many holiday makers, so I've got... Um, I've got a, a quite a nice building down in Havant in Hampshire. Oh, I know. Yes. Who knew? Hampshire. Hampshire. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> so it's a four bed now, Maisonette. And we have had uh, contractors in the same firm. I'm not even sure what they do. I think they might be boiler engineers or flooring people. Mm. There is a bit of a difference, but you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. They've been in pretty much since September. And they wow. come in Monday to Thursday inclusive every single week wow and we lost them for a few weeks over christmas and new year then they got the ump because they couldn't get back in um so monday to thursday everywhere and they're booked now through to october i was checking last night amazing it is amazing uh and then i said to the girls i have two wonderful girls who do my essay place uh stuff they they tend to my every whim Mm. property wise oh that's good um down in Portsmouth, Hampshire, haven't. I've got. I, yeah. I don't talk about it, but we've got quite long-standing property business down there. Amazing. And I said to the girls, "Look, we got we got it. Monday to Thursday, we've nailed it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't worry about the weekends. We don't want holiday makers in. We don't want party mm. people in. Mm. Oh no, David, we'll do it. We'll mm. do. It. So now they book the weekends as well. Well, you might as well, no. Yeah, but these people, it's, it's like it's a different. It's turning, different you know, instant. You know, people <laughs> moving out on Sunday and moving in on Sunday, and yeah. it's. I didn't the check out cleans. It. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, we used to deal with those check out cleans, the three hour window or check out at 11, checking in at three. And uh, I guess if you've got the right people to do it, there's no harm in it. You're yeah. just taking off the dirty linen, giving it a quick tidy. And then that we used to have them working in teams. Well, we still do, actually. So that because those windows can be really tight, especially if you've had a horrible person stay for the weekend. It's a bit of a mess. Yeah, we haven't had too many like that. What do I know? I don't, don't do that. I'm, I mean, I'm sitting I'm like, well, yeah, You know, we... Joe does it. So, Joe, if you're listening, uh, you know, bless you. Thank you so much. Um, Joe runs all my property stuff down there. That's so good. Because, uh, um, well, you see, these are the sort of, if you're going to be a property person, you need to these learn. are sort of the alliances you need. Yeah. So I met Joe when she first came into property, probably, as a letting agent. Oh. And she was a little girl in the office, right? Oh. And uh, I sort of followed her. As she grew up and got more experience, I took all my stuff with it. Every time she moved from firm to firm to firm, mm. I followed her. Yeah, I'm glad you clarified that because you said uh, she was a little girl and I kind of followed her. And then I thought, oh, where are we going with this? Oh, no, he's got it. He's brought it back. Okay. <laughs> That's something for the cutting room there. Okay. <laughs> She's in her 40s now. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> Big girl now. <laughs> and, uh, um, and she basically looks after all my stuff and I don't get any image she tells me all the issues and she keeps it all together Aww. and she the money's paid into my account uh, and Khadija and property's a joy because what else where else can you go to get that yeah you could be on your holidays and then yeah. just check I mean the best thing I think when we were running essays so we ran it briefly is um when you get that booking come through that's exciting and that I don't know if they come direct to you or when you're just having a little check but also I've got the same with my products so I'm selling products online a bit of e-commerce and um every time I get an order through I get all butterflies inside it's weird isn't it because I could just be sitting there watching tv and I'm making money or I'm there with the kids and they're playing outside we have a little blow up hot tub now Doing a bit of all right. No, I'm joking. 
<laughs> we've got a little blow up hot tub and I get home I pick the kids up and I put them in there so I could be on my laptop and make dinner and um and it's I could be there playing with them or in the hot tub and I'm I'm selling things I'm making money and that's what who is it that says Warren Buffett the 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 only way to be truly successful is to make money while you sleep and that's that's all I think about now is how can I make money at every minute of every moment without actually me doing anything mm. very serious question and if you can crack that then you crack the whole thing mm. so I've got a slightly different take on that. Yes, you need yeah. the money coming in. So I do what I do because over the years, and it took me a while, mm. you know, I, I know I sound very youthful on this podcast, <laughs> but I'm a little bit older than maybe one or two listening. Um, not that it shows. No, no. definitely um, It took a while, but and yeah. I don't want to give the wrong impression. I don't regard myself as wealthy, but when I get out of bed in the morning, all my material needs, if mm. I can put it that way, are covered from property, yeah. from rent coming in, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm married well as well, Khadija. I think that's important. Yes, yeah, yes. The yes. Present, present Mrs. S uh, <laughs> brings a lot to the I mean, and you've got children as well, right? So well, I've got one. Oh, you've got a daughter. I've got a daughter. Yeah, and I mean, I have two girls, and I don't know if your daughter was the same, but they want for a lot in a very nice princessy, diva-ish way. I mean, my five-year-old's birthday party is at an outdoor swimming pool and it's greatest showman themed. She's only turning five. We've invited about 60 people. I think that's my fault. I've got a bit over the top. Yeah. But I think, you know, if I can work hard and provide these things, I always want them to stay grounded and humble. Um, but equally... You know, I didn't get these kind of parties when I was younger. And not to say that's the be-all and end-all of life, but if I work hard and I want to provide, then I will. And if you can provide for your daughter not to be in Zone 3, then, <laughs> then you will. Flipping right. So, and she's getting married in August, Khadija. It's oh. all going on around me. Oh. It's all going on around me. So flowers and the invitations and then... You know, who's coming for the day and who's coming for the evening. We've got to finalise the numbers. Has she got a copy and... of your card? Is she now a joint card holder? Well, um, <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> we, <laughs> well, I don't know what to share on the podcast. She done okay, right? Yeah. I, re I really like uh, her fiancé and the family's cool. Yeah. Right, so um, we're paying for the wedding because they're contributing in their own way. They're really helping yeah. the two of them as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, hence the zone three thing. Yeah. Right. But the stuff that I've had to put on. Chair covers. I thought you could just sit on a chair. No, it's a thing. And you've got to have like uh, bows and all the bows have to be. And there's yeah. a colour, themed colour. There's a colour theme. For the wedding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so everything's got to be that colour. Yeah. And then. How Kate, many bridesmaids do we have? I've no idea. And then you've got all the dresses. Well, um, girls. I don't know what I've seen the wedding dress. I can show you the wedding dress when we finished. I've got pictures on my phone. Yeah, um, I'll show you that. Uh, but the, you know, I thought it was going too far where she said to me, Dad, do you know that bit where you go from the church to the reception? I said, Yes, Charlotte, I know that bit. She mm. said, How do you feel about horses? Ooh. What do you mean? How do I feel about them? I mean, I don't know. That's how I feel, right? <laughs> I mean, well, you know, what if it rains? It'll be all smelly and dribbly and horrible, right? You don't want that with your wedding dress on. So I think, I think <laughs> very practical. Yeah, I think she had this sort of picture in her head of like Cinderella type yeah. coach. Yeah. No. And you've you've that's not happening now then. No. What have we have we got an alternative? Well, um, please oh, don't tell me a black cab. 
Well, no, it's not a black cab, but we've got like, a yellow one. a minivan thing. You know, we could put a little rosette on the front. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's um, a lot of negotiating going on in the. It's all going on in your household. Me. At My the wife is all over it like a really nasty rash, and <laughs> it's all going on. And I'll be pleased when it's over. I mean, I wanted a magician. That's a good idea. No, it was voted down. Oh. I thought he could saw my mother-in-law in <laughs> I thought that would go down well. Oh, um, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, um, David, uh, do I you know to... what? This just leads me to something. So I wrote a post the other day about a couple of speakers that I'd watched, nothing to do with Progressive, um, but there were a few videos online of a few speakers and just the way they delivered their talks, I found very cringe um, quite egotistical. Um, it was almost like a primary school teacher was speaking to reception children. You know, that type of really? vibe. Yeah. And then I put a post, and unfortunately, it was mostly men that I'd listened to, and that wasn't me. Um, it wasn't a sexist post. It was just an honest post. I've listened to some videos. Most of them are men. I've watched them, and um, I think they're a bit cringe. I've listened to pretty much all of the speakers here at Progressive, and... All of you have this amazing ability to bring humour when you're on stage. And here you have me cracking up and you've put a smile on my face at the end of the day. And uh, same with Kevin McDonald, Kevin Paneskas, everybody I speak to. Do you think humour is really important in public speaking? Or do you think if you are not naturally gifted with banter, um, maybe you should find a different style? What's your thoughts? I know that's two questions in one. Though, right? I, I think humour is really important in life. It is. I, yeah. I think you've got to enjoy the journey, whichever journey that you're on. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I'm into having fun. Mm-hmm. So I can speak for myself. Don't know about the other guys. Yeah. I remember you very recently came to multiple streams. And I don't believe you'd sat through my presentation before. I think it was the first time you were at the back of the room. Oh, yeah, yeah. I sat, I've sat and, at multiple streams before, but yeah, that was the first time. Um, and you were all in, Khadija. You laughed at all my, all my old <laughs> jokes. You were yeah, chuckling away. It got <laughs> quite know. interactive here and there. Yeah. And, and, and that's totally cool. So why do I do it? Because my daughter came and watched me at multiple streams in London when I had the honour to host that event at uh, Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said to you know, she came, sat there for a day, and I got, got her by the throat afterwards. I said, Chava, how was it? What did you think? What do you think? Tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> right. And she said, oh, it was great, Dad. Um, you're exactly the same as you are at home, but bigger. And I thought that was really cool, yeah. actually, because I try not to speak any differently on stage than I would if just you and I having a conversation. Yeah. Then yeah. you and I are having. It a needs conversation. to be natural. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I just do it like that. It's mm. just me, mm. right? Um, I think the quality of speaking at Progressive is extraordinary. Mm. Rob Moore's created this team yeah. of speakers, all of whom can do anything mm-hmm. really and I go to other events and see the big speakers mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. I think we're as good as any of them yeah. now we might not be comfortable in their environment might have to do it a few times because yeah. they're Khadija next weekend I mean I, 10x I know I'm there I'm on I'm the coming. stage yeah I'm so I'm, excited I'm on the stage well I will be interacting and laughing at all your jokes but it's this face right <laughs> I mean you know. You know, accompanying Grant Cardone well, and Rob Moore does, and Mark Homer. Grant what Cardone. the uh, he does very well for a man his age, really. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> I won't be sharing that with him. Grant yeah. he did great. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> 
but this is a magical place because they're trusting me. Yeah. And there is trust there. Yeah. They're trusting me with that room of 13, 1,400 people, however many it's going to be. Yeah. For an hour. Yeah. Right? Um, that is, I mean, where else can you do that? Where else would I have done it? I came here to a multiple streams of property income event, oh my 24th of January 2014. Yeah, now and I was a bit smug as well, Khadija. <laughs> I was a bit, no, I was. Because you, you already had a few properties. Didn't I you? had, yeah. yeah. I knew, I knew, knew everything, <laughs> right? And I, um, I would net, after all costs, I was on about three and a half grand a month. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I walked in with a bit of a swagger, you know. A limp. I did. <laughs> a limp. Um, what I didn't realise was that I knew an awful lot about a tiny, tiny little bit of the property mm. business. It was all this other stuff. I know. That I didn't know. Uh, and that three and a half grand now, depending on occupancy, because I have guests now as well as tenants, yeah. is up around eight grand a month. Ooh, same ooh. same number of houses. I've yeah. not bought another house. No. Bought other stuff, but not a house. Yeah. So this is a magical place. And I came in looking for multiple streams of property. And five years later, they've got me on the stage. Can I say the O2? At the O2? Yeah, near the O2. About as, yeah, yeah, about yeah, as close to the O2 as you're going to yeah, get. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just, it's magic. Yeah. Literally crazy. I mean, the same for me. So when I messaged Rob after The Apprentice, I'll be very honest. I messaged him and said, look, I'm Dowscale in the cleaner business. I'm not quite sure what I want to do right now. I'm getting booked in for a lot of speaking gigs. I, um, you know, I'm, I am mixing with maybe not footballers, but I am mixing with celeb status people and definitely people that were on The Apprentice with me and things. Uh, we're all very close. And I'm building up my network. And I said to Rob, because I've built that rapport with him over the past four years or so, have you got anything that I could do? You know, do you want me to come speak? Do you want me to help? I mean, I didn't realise that there's a lot that goes into you all becoming trainers. There's me thinking little old me would come in and speak on stage and take over the world. No, I think I'll take my time. Um, but I said to Rob, is it embarrassing? Because I've had my own business and people are going to see that I'm working with Progressive and then does it look like my businesses have failed and now I've just come and work for you? That's honestly, hand on heart, this is all about keeping it real. That's what I said to Rob. And Rob said to me, it's not embarrassing at all. You're working with us. And also he shared with me, and I'm sure he'd share with everybody else because he's like me, an open book, that he went for a stage where he had his own business and then he went back and worked for an estate agent and then he came like back again. And sometimes you have to do what's right for you. And actually what's happened in me initially being embarrassed, thinking that people would look at me like a failure... I'm taking over even more. My businesses are even more successful. I'm earning even more money. I have five people that have just signed up to my mentorship program, which I wouldn't have had the confidence to do had I not have been with Progressive. I'm getting to interview people like you and a bunch of other people I'm making friends with. So, yeah, I mean, I've overcome it, but what a great place to be in. Um, I understand why you asked the question. Yeah. But actually, I think you've grown your business by coming here to yeah, working sure. with Progressive. Yeah. You know, it's not only Rob, Mark Homer's floating around the office today. I know. You know, there's such exciting, powerful people here. There's a here. buzz, isn't there? And really is. you're part of the team. And actually, Khadija, I th- 
from where I'm standing, because yeah. I know a little bit about what goes on here, yeah. um, your esteem has rocketed. Right, you shouldn't be embarrassed because that's Thank you. that's that's not what this place is. And about. it wasn't necessarily being embarrassed of progressive. No way at all. I mean, I've loved progressive for years. It was me having an, an embarrassment going from an entrepreneur to what I thought was an employee, which actually I'm not. No, um, no. But also, I'm working. In, I had never JV'd with anyone. And since being here at Progressive, I'm giving 20% of my business over to my cleaner business to the manager that runs it. And who was that? Nick Bradley told me to do that on his Scale Up podcast because I was thinking about selling it and closing it completely. And he said, well, if you've lost a bit of love for it, why don't you give some percentage away? All of all of these things that I, when I was sitting at home working from my laptop on my own as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur, I had a team of 35 people, but doing the administration was mainly me on the sofa at home, Jeremy Kyle on in the background, maybe, and um, on my laptop, you know, feeding the baby or whatever. It's so different being in an environment where there's a bunch of like-minded people. So that whole stigma that I had about, oh, well, once you're an entrepreneur, you can't then be an employee because everyone will think you failed. I mean, I was a bit of an idiot, if I'm honest. No, That's no, no. definitely not... You're not an idiot. But, but, but something you said there was really, really important, working with a bunch of people who were on the same journey. So, so true. I was in business for the thick end of 40 years on my own. I came here age 59, wow. right? And that, that was so hard, but it was all I knew. Yeah. And to come here and find like-minded people on the same journey, and they share so much. Yeah. You know, so when I was in business on my own, we never talked about money. We never talked about no. what we earn. We That's talk, the thing. You, you know, you couldn't. Uh, if you asked me to give you the details, of my suppliers, you know, I'd be appalled. Yeah. You know, it's not I can't what tell we do. You. Yeah. Can't have my suppliers. You can't sleep with my wife. That's not. You know, it's on that level, right? Um. So. You learn that when you're here, and and it just, I am such a huge fan of Robert Mark. Mm. I am so it, here's something. It's a little thing, but it's a big thing, mm. right? Uh, so I was doing a bit of messaging with Rob. Uh, I don't want to overstate it was mm. business based mm-hmm. uh, over the weekend, and he said he would ring me yesterday, which, as we're speaking, mm. was a Tuesday. Mm. Right? And um, the, the guy's busy, right? He's yeah. running a twenty million pound business. I know, right? And at five o'clock, the phone rang, and it was Rob. And I said, yeah, I said, wow, Rob, great. Thank you so much for ringing. He said, well, no, I told you I was going to ring. I have to ring. Now, this man's running a £20 million business, and he's found five, ten minutes. To give to you. One, he's yeah. driving back to the house, because that's where he finished out. I heard him parking <laughs> the dog and all that. <laughs> um, he's found five minutes to ring me, and he rang me because he said he would ring me. Mm. And it, you know, that is. Does that say a lot about the man? I know, I agree. I and mean, that is a boss. That is a leader. Um, I know. And we can learn from that. I, I think the same. I mean, I sent him a picture yesterday of uh, I had Neville White in here, and we took some pictures of my hand washing home mist, Camilla from The Apprentice, her nut milk. I'd bought some from Holland and Barrett across the road. I had a butterfly giddy feeling seeing her products in Holland and Barrett she's in all these stores and all I thought to myself is right I need to get in Dunnell Mill now that's on my agenda with my products but I came back and I I lined everything up I lined the Progressive Property Water Bottle and Neville Wright's book and my Opal and Pearl products and Camilla's Milk Plus and if I'd had Sean from the Apprentice House Swimwear I would have had it all in there and I took a picture and I sent it to Rob and I said "What what an epic JV and he messaged back saying oh lovely thank you 
And I thought, you don't need to say thank you to me. I'm using your studio that you've invested money in. Yes. You know, like uh, one little share. But the, the thing that I'm finding, the more entrepreneurs I meet, the humility. God, yes. it, it actually gives a bit of a lump in my throat, to be honest. Getting a bit of my Because... It is very hard when you're at the beginning of your journey and you make mistakes. I've had tribunals. I've had HMRC investigations on travel pay. I've had this. I've had that. I've had, you know, uh, people badmouthing me on Facebook. Equally, I've had a lot of love. I've had a shit ton more love than I have had hate. But when you're on your own and you focus so much on the hate and so much on the animosity and when you're 25 years old and you've had a daughter born unwell and you kind of fell into being a business owner... I started a cleaning business because I just Googled what a cheap business was to start. I used to work for the Financial Ombudsman in South Quay in London. And I had my daughter. She was born with brain damage. And I didn't want to go back to that job. We moved back to Peterborough and I couldn't go back. So for me, I fell into being a business person. It wasn't something that I'd planned. And it has been really difficult, you know, because I wanted to be a mum and I wanted to have another child and I wanted to have that family life. Equally, I don't want to give up on the fact that I'd studied law for three years and then I'd had a really good career at the Ombudsman. I didn't want to give up on my dreams now because I decided to have children. But when you're doing it on your own and you don't speak to anyone, it's very easy to get bogged down. It's very easy to suffer with mental health issues like I have. When you're here, if you're having a shit time, you could tell someone like you that's been there and done it, or you could tell someone like the Kevins or, you know, who, or Rob or Mark or whoever, or the network of people. And nine out of ten times, there's at least one, if not more people that have been there, done that, got the T-shirt. And that's what you need as an entrepreneur, I think. Always. So Always. Um, when I... As a deal packager, I got myself into a little bit of difficulty with a couple of projects, mm. letting people down, Katija. Yeah. And I got to sort it out. Mm. And I didn't know how to do it. And um, I, I had access, I was very fortunate, I had access to Robin Mark at that time. And I sat down with Mark Homer mm. and it, I told him what happened mm. and the mess that I'd made. Mm. Okay. And that was a really tough thing to do because I didn't yeah. want him to think I was a bit of a plonker, yeah. you know, I, I, it would affect my esteem that he held yeah, me in, yeah. you know, you want to conceal it. But yeah. I needed, I really needed some help. Yeah. So I sat down with Mark Helmer and, you know, what he said to me was, oh, that happened to us when we started out. This is how you fix it. I know. They're good. And, you know, there's no judgment there. No, he knows what I was going through, yeah. right? Where else can you do that? And and I don't think we talk about progressive enough in the sense that I've made real friends here. Yeah. I'm not talking about joint venture partners and business partners no. and stuff. Because you get a little bit older, yeah, your ne- circle of friends naturally contracts. Small, yeah, yeah, it gets smaller. Yeah, and I've made more friends here over the last... I'm not going to start naming them because I missed somebody out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I made more friends over the last three years than I made the previous 30. Yeah. And these are people that I can ring up and will help me, advise me on on the way. And we don't talk about that as about what value this community I is. I know. The people you know, the people that you call friends now. Yeah. No, I completely agree. All of the people that I'm... Look at... I'm here speaking with you. You know, when I was on my own starting up Opal and Pearl delivering leaflets through people's doors I never in a million years would have thought one Lord Sugar knew who my name was two Robert Mark I mean I've had the same situation Robert Mark uh, sat me down because I had an issue uh, a couple of months ago in my business and this exact same scenario and 
it's I think you sound very much like me we're very humble we're very grateful and I don't know sometimes I think I need to pinch myself or then I have this anxiety oh is something gonna go wrong you know if, it, if it's all going right is something gonna go wrong but that's really not the way to think you need to just be grateful and all of this has not happened because we're lucky or it hasn't happened because oh you know it's it's us and it was destined to be it's happened because we bloody work hard you put the hours in I mean, don't, let's not kill in. it. Right, so I've put the hours in, yeah. right? And I am grateful. Yeah. And, and, and um, you know, if you cut my arm off here, Khadija, yeah. it would say progressive all the way through, right? Because oh. I'm all in here, yeah. right? Um, but I have put the hours in. Because to stand up on stage, which was a new mm. skill for me, it's not, mm. I'd never done anything like it before, you know, in front of 100 people, 200 people, <gasps> next week, 1,400 people, who knows? I know, how do you feel? So how do you feel about next week then? Are you a bit, have you got butterflies? Uh, I'll feel a little bit queasy on the day. Is there anything I could do to help you? I'll be there. Coffee, decaf, what are we doing? Just iced just tea. Your your angelic smile. <laughs> angelic, I'm not sure about <laughs> we'll that. Do, we'll do the best. <laughs> be, I mean, it's just going to be a but I'm, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. <clears throat> Don't tell Rob. Okay. Um, I'm just going to have fun with it. I'm going to have the best fun with it. I'm going to rip it up. I'm going to drag out all my old, all my old stories right Do, yeah, I'm gonna split, you know they're the best and um you know if you haven't heard them that's cool yeah and if you have heard them sometimes you enjoy them even more second time around yeah you know? um so i'm j- it's going to be a fun hour or so right and and i'm so looking forward because i'm only going to do it once i'm I mean, so excited yeah. i can't wait to hear you all honestly yeah i really am so excited i mean who would have thought we're going to be around all these people and to the people that have bought tickets i mean this is probably going to go out after the event so we're not trying to plug but also, to those people that have bought tickets and taken the step, the first step to finally change their lives, I think that's the thing that's difficult sometimes. I don't know about you, but I grew up, and still people that I grew up with, the mindset is that you go to uni and then you live in Peterborough maybe and you buy a new build house and you have children and you have a nice job and you finish at five and Classic. then you come home. Classic. And then you make a lasagna and maybe there's some left over for the day after and that's a good life and then you wait until payday and that's it. And I can't lie, that's often how my life is. I come to work. But after I've made the lasagna or got a takeaway because I'm too busy. Um, but after that's all happened and I've put the kids to bed, I get my laptop straight back out and I'm working on things that then, what what's going to happen next and what I'm going to do, da, 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 da. And a lot of people don't get it. They don't understand. I think someone said to me, I, I work to live, I don't live to work or yes. something like that. I've heard that from people. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, okay, so hold on. You're just coming to work every day so that you can pay your bills and have a little left over. That's it. Okay, that's fine. Each to their own. I don't want to do that. So I don't want to do that. I want to I want to live a good, exciting life. I want to see every country. I want to make huge memories, you know? So what, so you've invited me, but let me ask you, because I'm curious. Right? What's, what's the plan? What's the big picture? Where are you going, Khadija? What's going on? Where are you going to be in three years, ultimately, five years? Do you know my, uh, my answer to this? And I think about it all the time. Because before I used to say, and I said this to Nick Bradley, that I wanted an empire. And then when I've employed 35 members of staff, I've questioned whether I want an empire. And I'm like, do I want an empire? When people have asked me, do you want to be famous? No, not necessarily. I want to be successful and I want to be 
wealthy. And the reason that I want to be wealthy is because I want to provide for my mum, who's had it hard, and she raised four kids on her own. I want to provide for my kids, and I want to give them the best of the best of the best, you know, um, that your daughters get married now. When my daughters get married, I want to be able to do what you're doing. So, you know, things like their first car, sending them off to uni if that's what they choose. But ultimately, what I've recently realised about myself is that I want five or six holidays a year. That's it. I want five or six holidays a year. I want all of my family to to have nice things and I want them to live a good life because as you get older, you know, you think about you are only here once. And if you're going to be here, let's make the most of it. My my catchphrase, I say, is YOLO. You only live once. And I stand by that all of the time because I grew up around a lot of Debbie Downers, um, glass half full type people. Oh, why me? How come everybody else gets that? And I and I still am surrounded by people like that. Oh, how come you got to do that? And I didn't get to do that. And I think, but we're here once. Make the bloody most of it and do what you can. You know, if you want to go to South Africa and live there for two years, go and do it. If you want to go and, you know, whatever you want to do, do it. Because you, you need to grab the bull by the horns. And I just... I think when people ask me, what do you want? What do I, I want to live my best life. I just want to do everything that makes me happy. Okay, so you've got to plan it. So what are the stepping stones to get to your best life? What about, you mentioned wealth, you've mentioned health, but you know, how how do you get to where you want to be, Khadija? And what's the time scale? So, so how well, I have my now? products. Yeah, so my eldest is uh, turning five in okay. two weeks' time and uh, my youngest is two, nearly three. Cool. So... I have so my products projects at the minute. I have my podcast, um, which is launching. I have my Opal Apple London range, which is uh, home mist, hand wash, candles, all home furnishing type stuff. So if you need it for your essays, you know where to come. Cool. The cleaner business I downscaled because at the point when I employed thirty five members of staff, I was earning the least money personally, and I hated it. If I'm honest, I I hated dealing with staff, dealing with these dramas, dealing with people not turning up, dealing with people that couldn't clean properly. It was a headache. And then I felt embarrassed and my reputation, don't get me wrong, had some great people, but I had some bad eggs as well. So I downscaled. The plan is actually to upscale again because I've taken the time now to re-look at my systems and processes. And if I've got five years worth of knowledge in an industry, I just think it wouldn't be a wise idea to throw it all away. Particularly when I'm going into property and serviced accommodation, I hope to. So, I mean, come on, it doesn't take a genius. Why would you close a cleaning business if you want to get into SA? You might as well keep the cleaning business and grow on what you already have. Um, so that, and that's pretty much, and, and then obviously property, but that's pretty much where everything I'm doing right now intertwines. So the cleaning links with the property and the products link with SA and the podcast pushes it all. And then I've got some mentees that have signed up and I'm mentoring them on business. So some people say, oh, you should be a master of one and, and not jack of all trades. But actually what I'm doing is multiple businesses, but all in the same kind of industry, if that makes sense. It does. And tell tell me a bit about your business mentorship that you offer them. What's that about? Yeah, so, um, well, I just had quite a lot of people approach me after The Apprentice. Um, mm. I had a lot of people say to me, and I love Sean and Camilla, so I hate to say this, but I had a lot of people say to me, you should have won. You should have won. The things you were saying, the way you were, you should have won. And I thought, why would people say that? Like, I was a bit controversial, I thought. Um, but actually, when I watched myself back, I realised everything I said 
Lord Sugar also said. So in week one, when I said Jackie was a manipulator and threw Jasmine under the bus, Lord Sugar agreed. Um, and when I said Sarah Byam was shouting in a shop as she shouldn't have been, Lord Sugar agreed and then he fired her. And then later on in the, in the episodes, if I said so and so's done this, Lord Sugar agreed. And, you know, the fact that I came forth, he must have you know, understood what I was saying. And that gave me a huge amount of confidence. I came out thinking, and there's an after show, I don't know if you watched it, but there's an after show about uh, the person and their family and then Lord Sugar does a whole, whole episode on why he fired them. And he said, I like Khadija, she's a grafter, I just didn't see the numbers in her business plan. And I took that on board and I've come out and I've changed things and, you know, I've taken on board what he said. Um and he, oh, was, and he was right. And he you've was said right. It yourself, he you? was right. Yeah. So I've come out and I think having someone of that calibre believe in you and, and like you as a person and, and agree with the, your thought process, because that's something I've struggled with. Growing up around people that are different to me, it's made me always challenge the way that I'm thinking and maybe I'm wrong. But having Lord Sugar tell me that I'm not wrong and actually I'm thinking the right way is great. So I came out and I've been, I don't know, more confident in my abilities I know business and I'm around people that know business and I've got a lot of a lot to give and a lot of passion and energy so I just launched a program uh, literally about three weeks ago and I've signed up five people already and um, and I help them with various different things some of them are turning over businesses that were a lot higher than my business but because of the network that I now have and the profile and the things I've learned they want me to help them scale even more. And that's an honour. You know, I have to hold back the tears sometimes. When someone's turning over £2 million and they want me to help them scale their business, then mm. I feel very lucky. Yeah. And I bet you're going to serve those people really well. Because the other thing that struck me, just mm. coming to know you a little bit, yeah. a little bit, the Khadija I saw on the TV isn't the Khadija that I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're a much nicer person in real life. I, I really like you. Yeah, in, you know the you. person that I know. Yeah. Um. I don't know if it was the editing or whatever. Yeah. Um. You always came a bit cross. I am TV. like that though. I am. I can't blame the edit. I am like that, but I'm not always like but that. But that's, that's the, the point. difference. Yeah. yeah. I'm not always like that, but it made good TV, and everyone. I've kept that aggressive tag and held it like a flag because yeah, I think you're a pussy cat. Really, you're not, <laughs> <I am. laughs> you're yeah. not aggressive at all. That's I'm, not how I see. No, you I'm at not. All. But if uh, I've realised now, it was funny because when the show aired and Twitter was going crazy and people were calling me names, I thought I was going to get really upset by it. Actually, I've kind of loved it. I'm like, please do it some more because I would never want to be the one that everyone forgets and no one has forgotten me. So, you know, I mean, if I said to Daniel, you just sat on a deck chair all day with no top on and think you deserve an Oscar, to me, it's a bit of banter, brutal banter. I said it in a bit of a blunt way, but it's the way I am. There was truth in it. It was. Uh, there's always truth. <laughs> That's the thing. Everything I say, there's always truth. Yeah. Oh, this has been so amazing. Thank you so much, David. No, it's lovely. Well, we're just sitting having a chat. We are. How cool I know. is this? It's so cool. So yeah. cool. Well, um, so your podcast is already out. So this will be shared on both of our podcasts, right? Well, I hope so. If our wonderful editing team, and they are wonderful. They are. They, they really are, are absolutely brilliant. Um, if they can do something with that. I would yeah. love to borrow what yes. we've done here today because yeah. it's, it's just been a joy to talk to you and I, you know, I see how long we've been sitting here I mean it, it 
Totally cool. You keep going. I know. Yeah, so cool. Totally cool. So cool. Uh, we need to do it again. For sure. Because I want to follow your journey and I want to know what, I want to know what happens. Yeah. It's like, you know, one of those great classic series on the TV, you know. Yeah. Like Game of Thrones. I want to know what happens to yeah. the cathedral. I want to know where it goes. I'm sure we'll be catching up about Love Island anyway as well, won't we, when well, it launches next week? I should be all in. <laughs> all over that. Yeah. Oh, thank oh. you so much, David. And I definitely need to get booked on to your deal packaging because I'm very excited about this. You can come and we will look after you and we'll get you started. Thank but thank you. you for the invitation. You're welcome. I hope I've served and contributed. You have. You have. Thank you so much. I'm sure all the listeners will get great value from this. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode. <laughs>